The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. I got great news, guys. It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Good evening. I'm George Kurtz, and this is your fantasy news update. Monday night football tonight, we have a good one. For the 8 0 San Francisco 49ers kicking on the 7 2 Seattle Seahawks. We are expecting the 49ers to be without all pro tight end George Kittle, who's dealing with multiple injuries. We'll find out for sure in about an hour if Kittle can line up or not tonight. If this 49ers win this game, the NFC West is all but over as they'll have a two and a half game lead over Seattle and would already have beaten them once for the lead of the tiebreaker as well here. That's at 8-15 tonight, San Fran and Seattle. Other NFL news, the Detroit Lions are being investigated for not reporting the Matthew Stafford injury early enough. We saw this earlier this season where the Pittsburgh Steelers were fined for the same situation with Ben Roethlisberger. In that situation, Mike Tom was fined $25,000. The organization, $75,000. Something could happen here. Maybe the Detroit Lions will be cleared. We'll see what happens there. The Washington Redskins have announced that Dwayne Haskins will start for the rest of the season. No more Case Keenum, no Colt McCoy. This makes sense as we need to find out, or Washington needs to find out, if Dwayne Haskins is indeed their quarterback of the future, as next year is a very strong quarterback draft, and Washington should have a top five pick once again here. The New York Jets, uh, Chris Herndon, who we've been waiting all season to play for, plays one game, breaks an upper rib, and he's not expected to play again this season. Herndon likely headed for IR. Pittsburgh said today that if they had practice, they play Thursday night this week. If they had a practice, running back James Conner would have been a full participant, and he should be good to go Thursday against the Cleveland Browns in that early matchup this week. Other news in the uh NFL, T.Y. Hilton for the Indianapolis Colts is said to be day-to-day heading into their Week 11 matchup against the Jaguars. Indianapolis Colts suffered a big loss yesterday, a big upsetting loss to the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins have now won two straight games after starting the season winless here. So much for those players trying to tank in the early going of the 2019 season here. In Major League Baseball, Zach Wheeler of the New York Mets is expected to decline the qualifying offer. No surprise there. He'll be a free agent this offseason. Zach Wheeler could command the third highest contract for a starting pitcher behind Garrett Cole and Steven Strasburg. This assumes that Steven Strasburg will all opt out of his contract. Garrett Cole is, is expected to approach $300 million in the free agent market here. Other news in the NHL. Hockey icon Don Cherry was fired by Sportsnet for controversial comments he made over the weekend. Don Cherry has been a hockey icon for decades here, coach of several NHL teams, no longer associated with anybody at this point. Injuries in the NHL. Sidney Crosby will be out at least two games after blocking a shot over the weekend. Some think, some expecting that injury could last to him being out longer than that, and he may be heading to IR. The Toronto Maple Leafs will be out be without Mitch Marner for at least four weeks due to an ankle injury. Mitch Marner signed a big offseason contract with the Maple Leafs, but he won't be playing for quite some time here. I'm George Kurtz, and this has been your Fantasy News Update. Now back to Game Time Decisions with Gabriel Morenci. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game, Game Time, time Decisions. decisions. All right, game time decisions continues. Get on the grid. I am Renzi, George Kurtz uh, in for uh, Cam uh, Stewart uh, today. We have a Monday night football uh, this evening. Uh, Interesting stuff uh, going on in the NBA uh, as well. We actually spoke about this quite a bit uh, here this morning in which um, the Toronto Raptors, of course, they, they win the title. They lose Kawhi Leonard immediately after. Raptors, you know, got to celebrate the championship for about two weeks, and then they lose their best player. So everyone after leaves the Raptors for dead. I mean, hell, people didn't respect the Raptors when they had Kawhi Leonard. So now, now you know, the Raptors don't have Kawhi Leonard. Everybody thinks, you know, how they're, they're going to, you know, 
Stephen A. Um, way overpaid. Smith said uh, the Raptors will be the seven or eight seed. So um, for the record, I was the Raptors now seven and two. So, anyways, they're seven and two. They go into Los Angeles last night to take on the Lakers, but on Friday night when they beat the Pelicans, they lost Kyle Lowry and Serge Ibaka. Now, Kyle Lowry's averaging 21 freaking points a game. He's having the best year of his career. He's averaging 21 points a game. Um, Serge Ibaka's averaging 14 and playing great defense. So you lose Kawhi Leonard. Now you take another 35 points out of your starting lineup, and you're going on and you're taking uh, LeBron, uh, I'm a big fraud, James, and uh, Anthony Davis. And the Lakers are 10.5-point favorites last night. Raptors win the game outright, man. Raptors win the game outright. You know, crazy stuff. Siakam blocking shots. Chris Boucher from Montreal. Um, you know, big game last night for Boucher. He's had a hard time getting on the court for the Raptors. Now with the injuries, it's going to force gonna force Nick Nurse to play some of these guys, some of these younger guys that he was a little hesitant uh, to play. But it's really too bad, isn't it, for all the Raptor fans tuning in, like I'll say probably about all six of you. Um, that we got to play Kawhi Leonard tonight without our, our lineup. It, you know what I mean? It's, it's going to be tough enough to play the Clippers as it was. But now without Ibaka, without Kyle Lowry and playing the Lakers last night, guys, pretty tough spot to be in. So uh, the Clippers are laying 10 points uh, in this game. Uh, Pistons are three-point favorites tonight against the Minnesota Timberwolves. Hard to trust the Pistons as favorites against anybody. Uh, Dallas Mavericks get three and a half at Boston. Got a feel for Gordon Hayward, man. Gordon Hayward is crazy. Like, we were like the kiss of death. If you guys remember, last week we were talking about how nice it was to see Hayward back and Hayward's healthy and we were taking him on his, in his prop bets. Hayward's done. I think he's going to be back in about six weeks, though. So Dallas Mavericks um, at uh, Celtics, uh, three and a half. Memphis and San Antonio. San Antonio lay ten and a half in this game. Uh, Memphis are plus 450 on the money line. San Antonio minus 650. Total is 223. Houston Rockets lay six at the Pelicans. Over under 246 and a half, man. That's crazy. Uh, Raptors getting ten points against the Clippers. Total 221. Utah Jazz minus eight at Golden State tonight. You know, nothing's really jumping off the board uh, at me here uh, in the NBA tonight. Don't forget we got college basketball back uh, as well. But, you know, Joel, we're going to have to count on Kurtz for a hockey pick because, you know, George, what, what are you going to do once football's over? Are you just host a hockey show? Are you going to get a hockey show going? Because, you know, we can't, we can't throw NBA at you. We can't throw college basketball at you. <laughs> You know, you can't talk baseball throughout the winter. What do you do? You hibernate. Yeah, this is why I want – I love. I know it's bad for the players, but I would love the NFL to go to an 18-game season because it would kill February. I hate the month of February. All right, football is over. Uh, baseball, it's still too early for baseball. And, you know, hockey, it, it's hockey's hockey. Yeah, I only got the one sport here. So uh, I'd love – you know, football, three more weeks. You know, give them a two – every team gets two bye weeks, two extra games. Yeah, it's three more weeks of NFL action, go to a 20-week season. February is done. No, no, you know, no, so no, I, I, no, 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 no. Don't do that. <laughs> I, don't do that. Don't do not do that. Um, they do that in the Canadian Football League. Trust me, it's torture. Um, and I get it. The NFL has more teams, so it's not as annoying. But it's still too long, George. The CFL regular season is 18 games. And um, it's 18 games. It's 21 weeks. 21 weeks, bro. I mean, come on, man. I mean, they start in, like, June, and they're in the playoffs now. It's just too long. Like, they, it, it, it takes away the... It's bad, the, it's bad for the players. The it's importance. bad for the players. I know. Yeah, it takes away the importance of each game. You know, it's it's like, oh, you know what? We're 4-4, we're, we're four and four, but it's like, ah, so what? We got another 10 games. It's just, it, it takes away the, the importance of the regular season. NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made.
Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys. And I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down and too many people fall victim to the picture perfect image of the high life. So I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We, we going to learn. And most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage. George Kurtz in for Cam Stewart on this uh, Monday. Uh, shaking things up uh, today here. Uh, Mike Blewett's going to be joining us in studio uh, here a little bit uh, later on. As uh, Mike, um, uh, I don't know what we owe the uh, the honor of, uh, George, but yeah, Mike Blewett's going to be joining us for two hours. Normally joins us for an hour on in-game live on Monday Night Football from 9 till 10 because Dane's soft. Uh, Dane just, uh, Dane's got to leave at 9. It's a curfew or something like that. And I don't know, you're out refing or something like that. So like Blewett steps up, but Blewett's going to be joining us here uh, tonight. Uh, we got Monday Night Football. Point spread is uh, moved. I like Seattle in this game. Uh, you know, Seattle have actually dominated San Francisco, George, over the years. 13-3 and against the spread the last 16 times uh, that they played. I do believe in San Francisco. I think San Francisco are a tough out. Uh, but it's hard to pass up when you're getting, you know, it was six and a half. Now it's five and a half. When you're getting this type of points with Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, you know, two two guys that are great underdogs. In fact, uh, to be exact, Russell Wilson are eight and one their last nine games um, when uh, as an underdog. They're great as division dogs uh, as well. It's just, it's to me... If San Francisco blow these guys out tonight, then I think, you know, we really do have to put them at top of the list here as the best team in football, along with the New England Patriots. But, you know, winning and losing counts. So right now, San Francisco have to be number one in the power rankings. Uh, I mean, I agree with you to a point. Uh, I think San Fran does have to be number one, but I have my doubts about them as well. And you're right. If they blow out Seattle tonight, okay. Uh, we'll eat that. But I have Seattle tonight winning as well. I got him at uh, six and a half. I took that yesterday. As soon as Kittle, well, they said Kittle probably wasn't going to play. And by probably, they meant 90% not going to play. I uh, went with Seattle here. Uh, too many, might have been too many points anyway, even if Kittle was healthy. You mentioned it. All the numbers, if you look at past numbers, if you believe in that, everything points to Seattle. Other than San Fran plays great on Monday nights. Other, everything else is all Seattle. It's all Russell Wilson, which is not a surprise. He's a great quarterback. I, uh, I want to see Garoppolo do it again. If Seattle can clamp down that running game. I know their secondary is poor, but let's see them do it again. And without George Kittle, I don't think they can. I'll take my six and a half points in Seattle. All right. So last night, the Minnesota Vikings beat the Dallas Cowboys and, you know, frustrating game. The Cowboys were right there, but it almost seems, it almost seems like just, it's the same 
uh, with the Dallas Cowboys. Right? You know, they make plays, but, you know, I never got the feeling they were going to score. You, know, you just got the feeling that, nah, they'll, they'll find a way to, to, to stall. And, you know, the play calling. You know, it's, it's amazing. You had Linehan, and there was problems. Now you have Kellen Moore. One week it seems as though he opens things up, and then the next week it goes back to problems. Yet, that was ugly last night. The I just didn't understand it. You have Cooper, who's killing it all night. You have Dak Prescott, who's really good at running the football. You had timeouts. You could do whatever you wanted to do, essentially. You could call whatever play you want to play. Uh, to, to, you could run whatever play you want to run. You could have thrown the ball. You could have ran the ball. Yeah, you could have taken your time. You just you had everything and just ridiculous play calling. You know, really? And then on fourth down, on fourth down and out to your running back is your best play, George? All right, where do I start with this? Uh, the sequence you're talking about. All right, Dallas got down there on the pass. I think it was the Cabo Cooper over the middle. It's second and two. Over a minute left. You have three timeouts. Uh, I don't mind the run call on second down. All right, you thought you'd get the first down easily. They weren't expecting the run. You had to run the ball at all. I don't. I, that doesn't bother me. It didn't work. Why are you running it again on third down? And then Jason, hear, hear Jason Garrett explain it. Well, we thought we could catch him off guard. We want a run time off the clock. Okay, how does that make any sense, though? Because on second down, you snapped the ball while the clock was running, by the way. This was not dead ball. The clock was running with 21 seconds left on the clock. So if you wanted to run the clock down, maybe you should run it down that way rather than run the ball again on third down where it just got destroyed here. That made little sense to me. And as you just said, Cooper and Cobb were destroying that secondary, destroying that secondary, yet you throw an out to Ezekiel Elliott. Which, and that seemed to be the main pass because Dak had eyes immediately for his, uh, for Zeke. It looked like he, he looked at, at the slant for a second, and he went, oh, Zeke, and he was staring at Zeke. Didn't even try the ball, throw the ball to the secondary. Just strange. And then Garrett today, once again, trying to explain those run calls, said, well, you know, Dak had options on both plays to throw the pass. They were RPOs, not to, to call it off, RPOs. You could see clearly on the one where he lost yards, the third down play, that uh, he would have got crushed if he did that because the guy was right uh, there for the uh, the pass option. He would have got sacked. Yeah. It's just strange. Why would you do that when you know, just straight passes were working? You didn't need to be fancy there. And it was like they were trying, Gabe, to, be, to prove they're smarter than other people and do things that weren't expected. If it's not broke, don't fix it. You, know, you asked me last week, uh, I think it was on this show or another show that we do, uh, you know, something like why I'm not a rah-rah Cowboy fan, why I'm a negative Cowboy fan. And you know why? Because of last night's game. This is, this is the same story. It's the same TV show I've watched over and over again over the years. You know, same thing over and over again. I mean, it's Jason Garrett. It's Kellen Moore, Jerry Jones. I mean, it's predictable. It's just predictable. I did think they were going to win that game last night until the second and third down play. I'm like, well, what were you doing? Because they were driving down too easy, and that Minnesota defense had to be tired. But it was just like, you got to be kidding me. And what was going on with the punt return? And that's a big controversy right now. So the he said, she said thing. But Taylor Norton says, yeah. no, I was, I, was told, I was told to do a fair catch. And Jason Garrett goes, no, no. He wasn't told that. We just had bad communication. We didn't tell him enough that it's okay to go north-south. Just don't dance. I mean, what the hell? And clearly, I mean, uh, and and clearly Tavon Austin isn't going to willingly take a fair catch. That's the whole point. He's out there. Like, so he clearly thought, yeah, I got to take a fair catch here. Right? He probably could have picked up 20 yards. Not that it would have mattered. And now, would it really matter? No. Was he going to return it all he the way? I mean, he could take that chance. Right. He would have but, had the score for it to matter. Yeah. But even at the end, George, it was awkward. I've never seen that before where the Cowboys threw like three passes so Doc could get into Hail Mary range. You know why what they mean? throw and, the first two passes? The five-yard outs. Five-yard outs. I know. That's what I'm saying. What the heck? Really, that's what I'm saying. Like, at that point, just say, all right, guys, maybe we can catch him with, like, a 22-yarder here. Next thing you know, we'll be on the 25, and we got to play for that. Right? But, no. Like, they were in this, like, dink and dunk. I was like, hey, come on, get my Witten prop in the last five seconds because you guys are so dumb. I don't think Garrett's a horrible coach. Yet, you have to ask yourself, and, you know, we don't even have to ask. We know the answer to the question. He's never going to get the Cowboys over the top. You know what I mean? Like, there's never going to be that, wow, Garrett, like, did a great job. He outthought everybody, the scheme. He was aggressive. There's always an issue. So, as you stated, so there's confusion on the play calling at the end. Uh, there's confusion with, with Tavon Austin. 
there's always something with Garrett. Do you think that do you think that if the Cowboys don't make the playoffs this year, or even if they make the playoffs and they lose right away, that Jason Garrett, that this is it, that Jones is finally gonna finally gonna pull the trigger? Because I gotta tell you, we had Pete Annapolis on this morning. He's a basketball guy, but he's a big cowboy fan. And he brought it up. They have too much talent to, to suck this much. Like their roster is stacked. You know, their roster is stacked. They should be better than they are, and it has to fall on the coaching staff. Because truth be told, man, Jerry Jones has done a pretty nice job stacking this roster, to be honest. It's not the roster, it's the coaching. Oh, I agree. Coaching matters in the NFL. This is probably the most talented Cowboys team since maybe the 07 team. You know, it's, it's got talent all over the place. I don't know why the defense isn't playing well. You know, and they really haven't most of the season. They were great last year. They added talent, but they're not playing very well. Why they couldn't tackle? I mean, that's one of the most frustrating things last night. And once again, this comes down to, uh, in my mind, coaching. Bill, what does Bill Belichick do every game? He takes away the opponent's best option. Make the secondary people beat you. The Minnesota Vikings had one threat on offense. No one's really afraid of Kirk Cousins. That one threat is Dalvin Cook, yet he destroys you last night. Just destroys you. 188 total yards, and he's, I think he's still running screen plays that Dallas doesn't realize are coming. You know, I just how do you let that happen? If Cousin ends up beating you, or he's throwing past the Diggs, Rudolph, you know, Johnson, whoever it is, fine. The secondary guy beats you. But Dallas and Garrett seem to let the big guy beat them. It makes little sense to me. Uh, I think Pete's right. I think uh, at the very least, Garrett has to go to the championship game. Jerry Jones already said this. I think Jerry doesn't know this. He's, he's tired of it, too. It's always the same thing. Dallas makes the playoffs. Maybe get a wild card round. They win that. Yep. Lose divisional. Every year, it's the same. Yeah, Jerry Jones isn't trying to win 10 games a year. That's not what he's in the business to do. Game time decision continues. Want to light the lamp on DraftKings and FanDuel this NHL DFS season? Then join DailyRoto.com and learn from the best daily fantasy sports players. Get updated fantasy hockey projections for NHL DFS, line combinations, and build stacks for tournaments in the Daily Roto NHL DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy hockey without using Daily Roto, you are doing it wrong. Enter the promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. Later in the week, uh, we're, we're going to be on the road. You've uh, we've got George Kurtz in for Cam uh, Stewart. You got something for us, Kurtz? Of course I do. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wager account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wager account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid, open your new account, and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. So uh, later in the week, I'm going to be in Montreal, actually. And... um Bad luck, George. I haven't been to a Canadians game in a few years, actually. And I tell you, out of all, all the sporting events and all the arenas and all the teams and all that, a Montreal hockey game really is, it is something. I took it for granted, you know, you don't know what you have till it's gone type thing. You take it for granted growing up around it, plus I covered the team. So I went to pretty much every game for like three, four years in a row. Um... And, you know, but it was always special, though. It's sort of, there's something about it. It's sort of like the New York skyline. It, it doesn't get old. You know what I mean? Like, you always, like, see it from a different angle, and you're like, wow, it really is just larger in life. You know, the Montreal Canadiens home games, when they come out and, you know, just the aura in the building. I was talking with a player today about it, actually. He was saying that, you know, when he went to Montreal, it freaked him out how cool it was to play there as an NHL player. Great, great, great atmosphere. But I don't think they're going to be playing uh, when I'm around, actually. I'm going to be busy most of the time, but I will be in a uh, hockey headquarters. You'd like it, George. Like, um, it's your type of sports center. Like, they don't, like, basketball, they'll show for 30 seconds at the end. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, 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 whatever. And I know Nationals won the World Series. And it'll be like 59 minutes of hockey talk. 
<laughs> like every second channel, there's a talk show on in Montreal. Uh, French guys that are about to punch each other in the face fighting about hockey. Like, they go off, George. Like, you know, you, you think it's heated and stuff? Like, this stuff gets freaking heated, man. They go at it, but, yeah, you'd like it. It's just hockey 24-7 in that city. It's kind of annoying, actually, I find it. But if you're down with it, hey, you know, like, I, I, whenever there's an American hockey fan or whatever media member there, they're all like, this is like hockey heaven, this place. They're like, you know, you go into a restaurant, there's hockey on. You go into your hotel, there's hockey. Like, there's hockey everywhere there, Kurtz. Yeah, I'm that guy who watches NHL Live on the uh, NHL Network from 4 to 6 each day with DJ Raddick and them. I watch NHL tonight. And, uh, you know, back in the day, I remember uh, it, it's nothing like Montreal, but back going to the Coliseum when the Islanders were a great team in the 80s, they were just something because you couldn't get a ticket back then. It was impossible to get a ticket to the Islanders back in the 80s. You just couldn't find it. I remember I used to deliver newspapers uh, for Newsday. And uh, every now and then we get a promotion. Whoever got the first uh, new customer and got it back would get tickets to an Islander game. It'd be last row, but I didn't care. And you'd be out there doing your best to try and get those tickets. Uh, going to Yankee Stadium, the old Yankee Stadium, not the new Yankee Stadium. It was always a special thrill. It was always a game where you, you know, you're in a tunnel and you see the grass or you see the ice for the first time that you're getting. It's getting bigger and bigger as you get through the tunnel. There's always that special thing uh, about going to, uh, I guess, an event like that. Have you ever been to a, a, a Golden Knights game in Vegas? No. No. No, unfortunately, I haven't. Um, I've never, I haven't been there in season. I, you know, I, the only time no, I was there in season, actually, I was, but um, I had a show. I remember I was there with Cam, actually. We brought it up. I forget. We were there during March Madness a couple of years ago, and there was a Knights game, and tickets were like 250 bucks or something. Like, we actually kicked the tires on going. We didn't go. I've been to the arena. I saw the UFC in the same arena. Very nice arena, a really cool park out there and stuff. Really great area. Like, if you were an NHL player, like, you definitely want to play there. Like, I could see, you know, there's certain markets you want to play in and you don't, but Vegas, I mean, you have a rabid fan base. Your freaking arena is on the strip. Um, to get to back to where you live, where the rich people in the nice houses live, take you about 30 minutes only, 40 minutes to get into the arena. There's nothing really not to like about being, a, you know, you can play golf all the time. Like, like playing for Vegas is pretty much a, a paradise type of deal. You know, they're more successful than I thought as a whole. It'll be interesting to see now that the Raiders are getting there, how it cuts in. To, to the Vegas Golden Knights, you know, because you couldn't have had a better start for the Golden Knights before. But, yeah, the Golden Knights have a great atmosphere. It's not that – look, you know, I'd say the best two atmospheres in hockey is Montreal and Chicago, right? I mean, that anthem, George, for Chicago games, yeah, like there's, there's oh, yeah, that, the Oregon, you know, that's that history. Yeah, they got the Oregon, the original six. It just feels like old-school hockey. Same with the Canadians. It has that. It almost like you're at church or something like that. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, like I oh, said, no, like I even visiting players and coaches, like they, they walk around and it's sort of that like, wow, like this isn't just another city. And it's not the Montreal form, though. The Bell Center's not the same, but still sort of packs that same aura about the fans. Like the fans dress up at the games. They're dressed well. And it's just a different thing. But, yeah, Vegas, really, really good. You know, the Montreal Canadiens are playing the Rangers, actually, on uh, Friday, December the 6th. We were hoping to get out there with Yang and Bavona and stuff. I think we might be able to. We'll see, depending on our broadcast schedule. We could be adding some shows uh, along the way. So so I was going to say, so I'm going to Montreal. We're playing some shows. We have a, our, you know, my band. I was in a band for years. We, uh, we have a, a record coming out, first time in a long time. But I just saw the uh, a video on Twitter here of the weather in Montreal. It's freaking like a snowstorm, George. It's not something I'm looking yeah. forward to dealing Snow with. Snow in Canada. You're kidding. That's so surprising. I know. I know. I know. I, I, I've been gunned. So what would happen, George? So you were on Skype. I look up now. Now you're gone. Like, since you went to your update, what, what happened here? 
I think you're asking the wrong person. I think you need to talk to the people behind the scenes. My Skype, my, my Skype is still on. I thought I was on. I think Gang might have mentioned something about uh, I was a delay or something like that, so they took me off. But my, my camera's still on. So hi, if anybody can see me. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Like it's just the above my page. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, he's, the, the hosts are usually the last ones to like ever. I don't even think anyone's even even in the pit to be honest right now. Uh, so whatever, <laughs> you know. I guess I, I guess I should stop asking questions. But it's kind of strange that one minute you're there and the next minute you know you you're not. So uh, what do you like think about the NHL games tonight? Oh uh, yeah, two yeah, games. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't do that because they might just put you back you up know. in five minutes. Right, I don't you know. never know. You never know. Well, like most people, uh, you know, I got the college shirt on. What I'm wearing underneath, you'll never know. Uh, I am going to ref after this, actually. Uh, and the uh, my the owner of the hockey rink's not happy that I had to miss the seven o'clock game. Uh, he'll get over it. Uh, only two games tonight in the NHL, and I think the NHL's smart, by the way. If they do, if they're doing this to avoid Monday Night Football, I always thought it was great. I was talking earlier today, Gabe. But I forget on one of the shows I was doing. I am always surprised when it comes to the NHL. Why would you schedule a day game on a Sunday? For a team at home that plays in an NFL city, you're going to get trounced by the NFL Raiders. <laughs> now, I, I'll never understand this. I'll never understand it why they would do that. Uh, and, I, and I think the teams actually, they the NHL tells you what day you're playing, but the team schedule the time one, five, seven, nine, midnight, whatever. Why would you want to schedule a day game against the NFL? Why? Why? I've, they, I've, really said, it, I've no said it a million times. And I don't, I don't like picking. I don't, I'm not trying to pick on the NHL. Oh, the NHL's done this because I, I, I stay. I think the NHL officials are the best in the business. I think the NHL does a lot of things well, and I have to swallow some pride when I say that because I think Bettman's a tool. But at the same point in time, the NHL's a pretty well-run league, actually. Like as a whole, you know, they're like sort of like they're like a band that. Knows, like, you know, what venues to play in. They don't try to do too much in the NHL, and they go about their business. Yet one major setback with the NHL has always been their schedule. It's not new, George. They do strange things like this, and they've been doing strange things like this for years. There's a famous strip club in Toronto called the Brass Rail. That's where, if you remember years ago, uh, when Alex Rodriguez got nailed with a stripper when he was married still, it was there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was there. But I've always kidded that the NHL like does the schedule on the back of a napkin after a few drinks at the strip club. Like They, they do very strange things. Yeah, look, I always thought it was dumb when they did their outdoor game on New Year's Day. I was like, are you effing kidding me? You guys are going to play an outdoor game at the same time that there's college football bowl games going on. Well, you know what? That outdoor game on New Year's Day has been a major TV success, George. You know, like they have made a lot of good decisions, but I don't understand the schedule maker either. They do dumb things. Like there's times, too, where like if you look ahead, guys, like there'll be no sports. You know what I mean? And they won't have a game. Like I almost think the opposite, though, George. Like if there's... If there's only Monday Night Football tonight, give people an option. Give people something else to watch that don't want to watch. Yet, I don't know. I think the NHL has just come to an agreement with themselves that they don't look at the outside world anymore. Because really, almost every event that they would go against, they would be on the losing end of it. You know what I mean? I mean, what are they going to do? Oh, we can't play because LeBron James on TNT. Oh, we can't play because it's Monday Night Football. Oh, it's the baseball playoffs. Like, it's never like, oh, NHL is ever going to be the number one priority of people anyways. So, you know, go about your business. I get it. I like the attitude. You know, if you guys realize at home, I've actually bitched a lot less about Bettman over the last couple of years because, quite frankly, he really hasn't done anything to screw up all that much besides the Olympic stuff. But even that, I get it. It's the owners that call the shots there. 
Want to be the next Daily Fantasy Millionaire? Dunk on your NBA DFS competition with DailyRoto.com and dominate on FanDuel and DraftKings this season. Compete with the pros with DailyRoto.com, Optimizer, and the most accurate projections in NBA DFS, plus lineup alerts, breaking news, late swap support, and much more. Save 10% on winning NBA DFS advice with promo code DUNK. Visit DailyRoto.com backslash DUNK to learn more. One life, I'm gonna live it up. This this is a great tune. Take and flight, cause I can never get enough. Yeah, well, you got another thing coming, Judas Priest. Yeah, it is a good one. As the world goes by, you got another thing coming. Um, Yeah, great, great song. All right, good job uh, there. All right, countdown to kickoff is on. We got a couple of... uh, um, countdown to kickoff uh, tonight. My Twitter's blowing up over this Don Cherry stuff. At least I was able to unfollow a bunch of people. I always like that. Whenever things like this happen, I'm able to unfollow. Like people, I don't even argue. Like people send me their bad take, I don't. I don't go back at them. I just know. All right, I've been following this dumbass for for no reason. That's the whole thing. You want to be nice and you follow people and stuff like that. But you know, at least half these people are idiots, right? If not more than half. I mean, I'm being nice, you know. I'd say that, like what, I have 15,000 Twitter followers. A couple of hundred of you are right, I guess. Most of you, I don't know. I don't know most of you. A lot of you are stupid and racist. And uh, like I said, I like finding out when these these sort of social stories happen in sports. I can uh, I can cleanse my Twitter feed. It's actually been pretty good. I've, t- I've, I've cleansed a lot of crap. Like, I used to see so much stupid stuff I didn't want to see. Now it's much better, but now i got to go through a second wave. But I actually like it. It cleans up my, my feed. All right, so we got a couple of hockey games here tonight. Arizona Coyotes, plus 155 at the Washington Capitals. Capitals minus 180. The over-under is 6. Uh, is every Capital game still going over, George? That was a big theme before. Like, man, like every damn game goes over, it seems, for the Capitals. Yeah, they can score goals. And tonight's the battle of the back of goalies. Ranta versus Samsonov tonight in this contest here. I'm interested in this game. I think I'm going to do a parlay with this and the uh, the only two games tonight, this and the other game. Yeah, I'm going to take the favorites in both. I don't, um, I don't like betting on overs. I'm like a hockey... You know, I like betting on unders when it comes to hockey. But, dear God, man, like, I, I can't believe how much money we've left on the table. They're, uh, they've had their 10 straight overs. The 10 straight overs, and I'm seeing here, the Capitals have won nine of their last 10 games. And 10 straight games have gone over the number. Like, think about that. If you, if you took, if you took the, the, the Capitals and the over in the last 10 games every night, you are nineteen and one. <laughs> like you're nineteen and one. Listen, I'm an Islander fan. Uh, it's, the, it's, Island, it's the Islanders have Islanders have won eleven of their last twelve games. The game they didn't win, they still got a point because they lost in overtime. Yet they are still four points behind the Capitals. That that's insane to me. Eleven of their last insane. twelve. Right, and there's still two games, two uh, four points, two games behind the Capitals. All right, so the Coyotes have lost three straight games. They're now 9-6-2 and two on, on the season. Uh, meanwhile, the, um, the Capitals uh, beat uh, Las Vegas 5-2 in their last game. 13-2-3 on the season. Uh, Caps are 5-0 and oh in their last five games following a win uh, as well. Uh, so you got Ranta versus Samsonov. So what, you know, is Washington worth the parlay here? It's hard to get in front of these guys right now. You're going to put Washington or the total? How are you approaching this game? Uh, you got me thinking about the total now. I had forgotten about all, all the overs. I'm definitely going to take Washington. I think they're, they're the better team. We know that. I know Arizona's good on the road. They're 5-2-2 two two on the road. They're a decent squad. They're only 4-4 four four at home. Better on the road than they are at home. 
but I don't think this is a great team. I think Washington is, if not a great team, a very, very good team. Samson, if there's nothing wrong with him as being the goaltender, he's, he's another goaltender. And Washington wants to find out this year if Sanzo can take over the starting job. This way they don't have to pay Hopi. Let's hope he can be a free agent. So this is a very important uh, year for Sam Snow. He knows he has a lot to play for here. I'm going with Washington. I'm going to put money on the over now, too, since you brought up that stat. I like it. Uh, it's only six. It's not six and a half. So I'll, I'll take that as well. And I'm, uh, I think I'm going to take Washington. And I'm, and I'm, going, to, I'm, going, to, I'm going to take Washington straight. And then I'll take Washington also with a parlay with Carolina. You know, we were just talking earlier about the NHL schedule and how stupid they are. Here's uh, here's a player who is it say <laughs> Brad Richardson. Um, all right, Arizona has been in a tough portion of their schedule following uh, Saturday's four three setback to Minnesota. They now begin a three game track that includes visits to the last two Stanley Cup champions, Washington and St. Louis. It's going to be a tough road trip. Brad Richardson tells reporters, "I don't know who's doing the scheduling for the NHL, but it's going to be tough." <laughs> I'm telling you, like, that's the big thing in the NHL. It's like, man, what's up with their schedule? Like, people, like, yeah, but everybody, just, every team, out, every but... sport complaints. Uh, that doesn't no, I know, me I know. The teams. But, but, no, but, but you one thing I'll tell you, George. Actually. All right, go on. Yeah. No, no, go on. I said what earlier? You said it earlier. The NHL is weird, right? They have two games on a Monday, and that's this is not unusual. This is generally what they do. Two, maybe three. Wednesday is another day, two, maybe three. Friday is usually light. Then they go bananas on Tuesday where they'll have 10, 12 games. Thursday, 10, 12 games. Saturday, they'll have 50 games. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't understand that. Why they're not going dark. Or even, you George, what they'll quiet. do. You're right. Or what they'll do is they'll have, a, they'll have like you said, Saturday's the day. Right? There's always, everyone plays Saturday. But a lot of times, dude, they'll have like eight games Friday night. And they'll have teams playing back-to-back and stuff when they didn't play during the week. You know, I, I get it. There's a reigning conflict. But I was going to say, though, as far as the schedule, and I, I don't have a problem with, you know, it is what it is. Everyone's got to, you know, okay, it sucks. You got to play the teams that just won the Stanley Cup. But they do screw over certain teams. Like, I'd like to look and see, um, are the Toronto Maple Leafs, do the Leafs ever have to do two games like that back-to-back? You know, like, do the Bruins... To the Las Vegas Golden Knights, like to the team Tampa, to the teams that the league like, do that. Like a good example is in the NFL, George, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers played their first home game since week three yesterday. Oh, yeah, that was awful. Would the, would the, would that have happened with the Patriots? No. Like the, the league says that the, the schedule is random. Pittsburgh. No, no, exactly. Would the Dallas Cowboys or like the Raiders didn't play at home for since week two, right? Until last week. People are like, oh, it's random. They don't. Okay, do you really believe that? Would the Dallas Cowboys have accepted and would the league have told them, oh, yeah, by the way, Jerry, you play at home in week one and and week three, but then you're not back until November the 12th or November the 9th or whatever. No. You know, the Patriots, no. So, like, leagues do screw certain teams, right? Like, and it could happen, George, to balance out the rest of the schedule. You know what I mean? And it'd be like, all right, listen, we're not, we can't do this to the Bruins. The Bruin organ, you know, Jacobs will be on the phone freaking out with us. We can't do this to the Bruins. You know, all right, we'll do it to Arizona. And Bettman can say, F Arizona, they can't complain. I've saved their ass 20 times. They're lucky they have a team. You know what I mean? Right. Like, don't tell me that stuff doesn't happen, George. Oh, cool. Well, think of the teams you've mentioned in all the I sports. mean, the Buffalo Bills, it's George, a- last year. Bills, the Bills once last year, two years ago, George, we played like seven teams off a of bye week, bro. You know what I mean? Like they, the NFL that does never two teams. Yes. I agree. I know, but it leads to a competitive imbalance for the other teams in the division. So I like agree. you might think, okay, well, screw Tampa and the Glazers. Yeah, well, it's making like the Saints and Panthers life easier. Like if you're the Raiders, you've had an uphill battle. Like it's helping the Chiefs. Like, the Chiefs are up by what? One game now on these guys. And the Raiders have been playing in London and on the road all year. It's not fair. And then it leads to a domino effect to everyone else in the conference. I saw this firsthand, George, with the Expos in Puerto Rico. And I saw it start to piss other GMs off. Because they're like, well, now they're in Puerto Rico. It's not an advantage. And... Now the Braves are getting an advantage because they're in a division with a team that's playing 23 games in Puerto Rico. You know what I mean? When it comes to the NFL, I've never understood why 
It's it's actually it's TV. I know why. But why they can't have you know the NFC East is everybody in the NFC East is on a bye in week four, and then in week five everybody in the NFC East plays each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So say no, right? Why yeah. can't they do that? And then they 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 rotate it every year. Next year, you know, it'll be uh, week five the NFC East, then week six. You get eight bye weeks, four teams uh, a week. So, it, so this way, as a fan, you have to worry about 17 teams being on bye this week and two next week. It's idiotic. It's fair. It makes sense. The only time I think a team should be able to play a team, if one team's coming off a bye, the only time they should play a team not coming off a bye is if that team happened to play on a Thursday. So at least they get 11 days rather than the two, uh, the 14. Yes. Other than that, as you said, it's unfair. I look for this when the, uh, the Cowboys schedule comes out. How many teams they're playing off a bye? You know, I think one year it was three. That's the most I've ever seen uh, uh, Dallas have. And in and reverse, too, who is Dallas playing off a of bye? There's an advantage there. You're healthier. You're fresher. You know, so, yes, I completely agree. You're I think exactly the NFL right. scheduling is nuts, too. Yeah, and what they'll do is if you screw over the Arizona Cardinals or the uh, Phoenix Coyotes or the Arizona Coyotes, whatever they're called, or the Buffalo Bills, it's not going to create an outrage, George. You know what I mean? Like, if the Dallas Cowboys had that schedule, Stephen A. Smith and Bayless are flipping out on talk shows. Tampa Bay Buccaneers have this schedule. doesn't come up once. Right? Like, that's... And the league knows this. Like, the league is aware. And that's why I'm saying... It's not like, oh, we hate Buffalo, we hate Phoenix, whatever. But it's just common sense. It's sort of like, like, put it in, like, a political way about politicians not caring about a neighborhood that people don't vote for them. You know what I yes. mean? <laughs> What team, what team you know what is making the NFL That's a good money. analogy, though. Cowboys yeah, it's a good money. analogy. They're like, if you're Goodell, if you're Goodell, it's like, all right, sir, we're really going to have to screw one or two or three teams. Tampa, the Raiders, and the Cowboys. What's he going to say? Yeah, I want Jerry Jones on my ass. The same guy that wanted to get me fired last year, right? He's going to say F the Glazers. You know what I mean? These guys have been causing this problem anyways. Uh, the Raiders, you want to move to Vegas? Well, this, this is part of the deal. You want to move to Vegas and make all this money? We're sending you on the road because this balances out our schedule for everyone else. It's a cold world. All right, so um, there's been point spread move again, George. It's back up to six and a half from the five and a half. That's a big move. The total still 46 and a half. Hour? I know, strange. But it went one point down, now one point back up. I've been checking the news. I don't think there's any player news that would make this. It's not like Kittle's all of a sudden going to play tonight. It's kind of a key number, George. There's a difference, man. That's six. Like, people used to think about seven, but now everyone misses extra points. Six is the new number, George, because teams go for two. They might miss it. You're getting five and a half. It's different than getting six. That six and a half is a big difference to me. Yeah, Kittle's definitely out tonight. Uh... Yeah, he's not playing. So I'm, yeah, I'm trying to figure out why they right now on the field. Point. George Kittle inactive. He's not in even in uniform. Yeah. Not a game time decision. He's inactive. Robbie Gould's out tonight as well. And the by point the way. goes up. Think about They're that, George. San Francisco's best player is announced out, and the spread goes up, not down. That doesn't make any sense. Unless, listen, I guess late money came in, but uh. I don't understand. That's unusual. I, I say half point, of course, but a full point in an hour since we've been on air? That's, uh, that's a little unusual here. I wonder what's going on. But I, I, I'm, like I said, I'm guessing late money came in. All right. Uh, listen, we got to get out of here in a minute. I'm taking Seattle plus the six and a half, guys. I'm going to a little sprinkle on the money line on Seattle plus, uh, plus 230. Russell Wilson over 21 and a half rushing yards. Emmanuel Sanders over... Four and a half. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders over four and a half receptions. And let's go first half under 23 and a half. George, what do you got? Similar. I'm not taking the first half, but I'm going to take Tevin Coleman over 12 and a half receiving yards in this game as well. And the hockey, like I said, I got Washington and Carolina parlay and Washington straight up as well. Yeah, I like that Washington uh, game, guys. Uh, Figure it out how to play it. Capitals are going to win. See you at 8 o'clock in Game Live. 
NFL season is now upon us, and you can become the eighth person to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament by setting their lineups using the DailyRoto.com DFS lineup optimizer. If you are playing daily fantasy sports and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Sign up now for the NFL access with a faster optimizer, smarter DFS projections, and better results. Enter promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. That's promo code ACTION for a 10% discount. DailyRoto.com, where millionaires are made. Here's what you missed on Game Time Decisions. Did I think Don Cherry deserved to be fired? No, I said last night, suspend him, force him to apologize on the air, and he announces that this is his last year. He basically says, all right, guys, you know what? I'm really sorry for what I said. This is my last year, and let's just talk hockey. I, I, I don't want to ruin my last year here. And it goes away. But you know what? People want to jump behind this tribalism crap and left wing and political correctness and all that crap. Well, if you say it's too politically correct, then just state it. You wish you could be racist and say whatever you want to say. That's the way I look at this, George. I've got no time for this crap. i got no time for these people. I grew up around hockey people. They are racist. All right? They are. Yeah, P.K. Subban's been treated fairly in his, in his career. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Peter Rowe was treated fairly in his career. Like, come on, guys. It's always going to be a bunch of white people that play hockey that tell you, oh, no, there's no racism in hockey. Hockey has been a racist culture. It is. And Don Cherry's just an old man that doesn't care if you know it anymore. That's the reality of this, George. Oh, I agree. I think saying there's no racism in hockey is silly. There's racism everywhere. It's hard to get away from. I mean, a lot of it's, it's I think it is, un- sometimes it is un- uh, not being educated. Uh, for me personally, I treat people the way they treat me. I don't care what you look like or what you are. If you treat me well, I'll treat you well. If you treat me poorly, I'll, well, I probably won't talk to you. You know, I probably won't want anything to do with you. I don't think I ever needed to be told that. And I don't remember my parents ever saying that to me. It's just, uh, I, I was always a sports uh, analogy too. I, I was always a sports guy, always playing. So I didn't care what you were, you looked like, who you prayed to or anything, as long as you could play the game. That's all we cared about. Can you help us win? You know, all through life, can you help us win? That's all we cared about. So it always surprised me in a sporting environment when you hear about this, because really the only thing you should be caring about in that environment is, can, can that person help you win? Everything else, who cares? I mean, live and let live. I, I don't understand a lot of this stuff. Yeah, you know, that's live and let live is, is interesting. In which, look, I'm here right now. I'll, I'll tell you right now. I'm looking over here. Um, there's a Filipino dude sitting next to a white guy. There's uh, three black guys sitting with a white guy over there. You see, Will? Uh, I'm looking over here. There's another white guy, uh, old dude that just walked in. I don't see any of them arguing about race, politics, culture. I don't see anyone asking, where are you from? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, my boy, uh, T-Bone, who lives in Vegas. Somebody asked him about Paul and this and that. He goes, you know what? I'm in a sports book every day. I'm in a casino every day. He goes, no one ever once asked me who I voted for. Like this drama that the media builds up about a cultural divide. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 8. 8-